Great day to you all, and welcome to the X Factors to Success podcast show. I am your host, Ruggiero Fratarcangeli. I am the G-Man. Welcome, everyone, to 2019. Yes, we are in 2019, and this is the first podcast into calendar year 2019, and I'm super pumped, I'm super excited, and I'm also super excited to have a guest that's so appropriate for our X Factors to Success. As you all know, the five key pillars, the five circle of Fs are faith, family and friends, fitness, that's right, fitness, health, finance, and fun. And before we introduce the guest today, I'd like to open up with a quote by Buddha. And the quote goes like this, to enjoy good health, to bring true happiness to one's family, to bring peace to all, one must first discipline and controls one's own mind. If a man can control his mind, he can find the way to enlightenment. And all wisdom and all virtue will naturally come to him. So folks, today's guest will talk about health, fitness, and uh, this, this, this is an extraordinary man because I met him about two years ago, and his name is Bert Astacio. He's an holistic life coach who has been in the wellness fitness industry for over 25 years. He has helped thousands of people change their health and their lives by teaching, encouraging and supporting them to find meaning in their experiences along with sharing a practical approach to help. Bert's unique story of his own humble beginnings has led him to into many areas on his own path of searching to love and heal himself. This has made Bert into a powerful, well-rounded person who has the empathy and wisdom to help others do the same. He currently coaches individuals, groups, and is a speaker on a variety of topics on health, balance, and meaning, and many, many more, folks. Without, without further ado, please welcome Bert Astacio. Bert, welcome to the show, to the X Factors to Success. Thank you so much for having me here today, G. It's, uh, it's great to be here. I am super excited to have you on my show here, and this is the first show, as I said at the, uh, at the intro, and how appropriate it is because, uh, you know, everyone's focusing on their health, you know, joining gyms and trying to eat yes. right and everything else. So, Bert, you come uh, at the right time. So taking, uh, thank you for taking your valuable time today and to be on the show. And I hope that the, our listeners can take something out of it today. So, uh, so Bert, did I, can you add anything else on the bio that I, uh, that I uh, said uh, earlier? Um, no, I... I mean, there's a lot, right, uh, on anyone's bio and <laughs> trying to trying to keep it short and getting the gist. But I think, uh, I think, you know, you hit it right on the head. Um, and you know, I'm sure we'll get into that yeah. as we go along um, to explain. You know, I think it helps to explain who you are, mm -hmm. so that people can relate. You know, because that's what this is all about. If we are here to help someone today to take care of themselves more, to uh, gain some insights, um, to go out and help someone else because they have the energy right. to be able to do that, you know, then we've done our job. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So. And uh, I know you have a beautiful family. You have a wonderful, beautiful family that uh, they're adorable kids as well. And you're from the United States of America. So anyone who's listening right now, where's Brett from? You're from the U.S., right? <laughs> <laughs> I was born here in the States, but I grew up in Barbados. Um, at a young age, I was sent to Barbados about two and a half years old huh. and I did not grow up with my mom or my dad. I was, um, sent to my grandmother's, uh, with my, my brothers and sisters who were all from different marriages. Mm -hmm. So my earliest experience was sitting on a, 
step in Barbados, wondering how I got there. Wow. <laughs> and, you know, because my mom didn't even bring us there. I, that I don't even remember. But I didn't remember. I remembered my mom, mm-hmm. but I didn't remember my dad. I didn't have a face to him. And And the reason why I share that is because I am from multiple races, ethnicities. Um, there was sometimes I saw disorder in my own family. You know, my grandmother didn't like my father because he was Jewish, you know, (laughs) and, and, uh, so all these things led to me as much as they were hard, there were deep blessings in them too, because it led me to look at things differently. Yeah. And, and that outlook is what I'm going to share today about health and our growth and beautiful. Well, bless you. I, I know that we met about almost two years ago at one of the uh, seminars brought to you by uh, Jack Canfield. We have a common, uh, uh, I guess, mentor, should I say, also in, That's the, right. in the success principles. And uh, we connected pretty well uh, during our five days of breakthrough to success. And I'm very, very uh, grateful to have met you and, and spent some time and share some of our personal stories like you just shared right now about your your background as well. So um, I hope the audience can really uh, relate to you and they maybe could touch someone's heart and make a difference and maybe make some uh, some taking some action to, to, for the individual to uh, to make a, a, an enlightenment of a change in their lives. You know, Bert. So, yes. Bert, I like to start off with everyone's. Uh, a question with everyone I have on my show is, uh, what is your definition of success? Since my podcast talks about X factors to success. So in, in, in your own words, um, how would you define success? Uh, to me, success is getting to know oneself and learning to love yourself, learning to fall in love with yourself in your life. Uh, that to me is the heart of success. You know, because when you do that, there is nothing that happens in your life that isn't you're not grateful for. Uh, you naturally reach out to others because you're so filled up, mm. you know, right. and that is that is a journey um, to be able to do that. But one that I am consistently on <laughs> okay. and sharing. So I like that falling in love with oneself. And I, I, I too, as well. And I just share quickly uh, about a handful of weeks ago, I spent five days at a monastery. Yeah. Um, and it was in silence. It was a silence retreat. It's amazing. And I have to tell you, folks uh, who are listening out there, it's my first time going to a, a retreat at a monastery with monks. It was five days, and I fell in love more but about being in silence and understanding my own silence and falling in love with my heart. And it just came out of it like, wow, it's amazing. So I recommend it anyone. So, Brad, I'm sure you, you yourself have been to retreats as well and to uh, really take time off the grid, as we say, you know, Bert? Yeah, that's correct. I mean, being in silence is the only way you can get to know yourself, you know, especially in in this day and age where we have so much entertainment and great stuff going on. What I see is lacking is deep listening, you know, and getting quiet enough to hear your voice inside. Deep listening and quiet to hear your voice inside. Yeah, what is your voice within? I did a workshop uh, about a year ago that was entitled "What Is Your Voice Within?" And we got deep into yeah. the whole matrix, though. So, Bert, I know that we. Uh, I said about your your bio: twenty five years in the industry of health and fitness. Uh, let's talk about more about that. So, uh, tell us more about your what motivates you into the work that you're doing right now. Would you give us a couple of pointers there? Yeah. So. What motivates me or 
inspires me with the work that I do is that health and sharing with people about their health is never what it seems. In fact, uh, we don't even have a definition of health. You know, we all talk about it. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but we don't. What is health? I mean, you can't find it anywhere in, you know, you go to school for medicine. No one talks about what true health is. You know, and I don't know if it's not asked or if it's so obscure or if it's right in front of our face. But if you look at a baby, you're looking at health. And when you're looking at curiosity and energy and um, happiness and joy, you know, so all those things are health. And for me, you know, how I started this journey in health and wellness, I say that it found me versus me finding it. You know, I didn't go into it. <laughs> I didn't go into it. Yeah, I didn't go into it to do that, uh, to help people with their health or to teach people exercise. I actually changed my body at a young age when I was 16 years old. And it made such a profound transformation on me. I stood in the whole summer and uh, lifted these rusty weights. I never had a lesson or anything else, but I I just disciplined myself to just stay in all summer. I did not see my friends. I worked with my um, stepfather okay. all summer. Yeah. And when I went back to school, no one knew who I was. Wow. That much yeah, of, so, of, of a transformation, Bert? Exactly right. For two weeks, they thought I was a new kid in school. And I had cut my hair. And, you know, but that that experience just led me physically to realize that we can change things. And I was like, wow, from a kid that came from the background I did, right. I was like, you know, you kind of think, how am I going to change things? And when you do something like that, it affected me so much so that I realized, wow, okay, maybe this will work for some other things too. So I did it with my grades. I used to get Ds and Fs. And it wasn't until years later in college, I graduated with honors and put myself through school and, you know, changed my finances. And, and always like change begets change, but it started with my health. And I was working part-time at a mm-hmm. gym and I was going to school. I was I was actually going to be an attorney, which was you know an awful decision. An but... attorney, Bert. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I was looking to impress, I think, more than anything else. But I had the grades for it, and but then I worked at this gym, and um, I helped somebody. You know, I was helping a guy work out, and somebody came up to me and asked me if I could help her husband, and I was like, sure. Right. You know, I'll give it a try. And next thing I know, I, I think he lost like sixty pounds. Wow. You know, and yeah, and then when people see that with the transformation, you then have, my business you have credibility behind it. Exactly. Yeah. And then next thing you know, the next person and the next person, and it grew. And I always tried to get out of this industry, and I think that's one of the things that makes me pretty well rounded. I went to school to be a therapist. I did not like it. I went to school to be a physician's assistant. Right. I couldn't stand that. <laughs> and I learned, but it learned, I learned about these fields, you know, and I, yeah. I could uh, agree with you with that because again, every step or every decision that we make, it leads you to another path to your purpose. A hundred percent. It's, it's very, very true. At the time it used to drive me crazy because I was like, you know, the, I think the traditional fitness industry was kind of shallow and I saw that. Um, and believe me, I was no more deep back then either. I liked having the big muscles and, <laughs> and the body. And, <laughs> All and, buffed and up, that, right? Yeah, going down yeah, to the that, uh, to the shore and, uh, and and exactly. Good. It was it was it was nice, but also, you know, at the same time there was more. And I would have clients come in, and as I developed and learned these things, and as I was walking my own path, 
um, I'm reading and devouring books on spirituality and self-help and, <laughs> and all this time helping people to change their bodies. What I found, though, is that I could help someone and I could teach them healthy habits. But as soon as we went along and they made the change, very few people could consistently hold on to it. Okay. You know. So you mentioned about, the, if I take a step back for uh, Bert, you, um, books. And was there a book or books that you would you say that kind of a, was a monumental shift that you that you were inspired by you want to share with the audience? There are so many. I have to tell you, like, so, so <laughs> many would, good books. If you would pick one or two, what would what would they be? I would – there was a book uh, called A Return to Love by Marianne Wilmington. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that, was a, that was an excellent book. But I'm telling you, there, uh, the very first book that someone gave me right. was called The Road Less Traveled by Scott Peck. And – uh, someone had given me that book and I couldn't read it. And then six months later, I read the whole book in two days and I was going through a very trying time. I was in a relationship right. for nine and a half years. I was due to get married in six months hmm. and and it was the wrong relationship. We had the house, we had everything. And I should have probably gotten out of this relationship a year into it. Right. But when, when you have a past, um, you usually drag it around with you until you understand it. And so when I read that book, I was what I and I had written a goal, by the way, to figure out this relationship six uh. months before. <laughs> and next thing you know, I'm facing it and I'm deciding, you know, what what to do with this relationship. And then I read that book in two days. You know, I wow. read that book and then I left the relationship. And so that book was a pivotal reason why. But then that left for you know, an influx of books. So, okay. you know, those, those were two great books, but there's so many, I, you know, I'm sure that one book leads to another book and it's called the compound effect, right? Once you get momentum, you know, a body in motion right. keeps on, you know, keeps on moving forward. Right. So interesting that these in books now, I hope anyone out there who's listening to this here, maybe on the show notes, I'll put these all on there so you could refer to them. If it made a difference to Bert, it might make a difference for you folks out there. That's so right. Bert, thank you for sharing that insight there. Now you, you had mentioned also goals. Now you have written goals, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So how can you tie in written goals into the health and into habits? Cause you mentioned a lot of things there. So let's, let's take this one, one step at a time. Uh, in your success right now and you're coaching, you're speaking out there and you're doing some great, great uh, work with people who are transforming and seeing a difference in their lives. So how would you uh, place goals and fitness uh, in alignment with your work? Uh, so goals, goals are about the first thing I have a client do because, it, you know, one of the things about fitness that the problem is and why I said it's kind of, it's very shallow okay. is because most people go after fitness right away with what to do. They, they feel guilty about it. I'm not exercising. I'm not eating well. And they go, I'm going to go on a diet, right? Before they even sit down and figure out why they're doing it. And the best analogy that I say about this, it's like they, they're trying to plan the wedding before they decide whether they're in love with the person oh my in the gosh. first that's place. A good, that's a good analogy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh. so all of us kind of get it that we – probably need to take care of ourselves but most people are feeling so guilt-bound around it which they shouldn't that they ignore it or they try to dive into it too hard and therefore they miss the mark with it 
So when you have your goals written, right. what you're saying is I'm, I'm, I'm at the center of all of these goals, right? There's this person here that's at the center of all of it. And my health and wellness must have something to do with this. Not, not the rock's health and wellness, but your health and wellness. And remember, remember what I said about a definition of health and wellness, because there's dangers out there yes. with health and wellness, which is we put people up on idols. We have idols and we have pedestals, right? And, and we don't get for ourselves what true health is and what that's why i said there's really no working definition of what health is you know um i look at health as underneath when you talk about pillars it has to be one of the big ones we have to take care of ourselves in body mind and spirit right we are all three and right. that might seem obscure for some people but it is that does not make it not true and if you have this vehicle that you are going around in and you do not keep it healthy, it will throw a monkey wrench into the other two. You cannot have a healthy mind or a healthy spirit without a healthy yeah. body, right? Like if you ever tried to study something when you had the flu, good luck, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. so, so, and you can't have an inspiring idea without a healthy body, right? So our, even our ideas, why? Because if you have a very sick body, you're own makeup will not allow you to have an inspiring thought that you're going to truly act on because you don't have the energy to do it. Mm. So you don't you know, have that so, dopamine in your body to in energize you to lift up the spirits, to look down into your heart and to identify the goals and the purpose and the passion that one needs to have. I, exactly. And it might be like, you might ask yourself a question. What if I did take care of myself so well? What if I got good sleep? and I was hydrated, and I ate the right foods for me, and, you know, and I breathed better. Like, mm. that's what that's what posture has to do with it. it. People don't realize it has to do with your breathing, not necessarily anything else. Then we are right now replacing knees and hips and doing stuff that no one's ever done before. We all think it's normal, and we're so off track oh. with that, you know? I know, Bert, and we, I say we could go into a whole, I'm sorry, we go into a whole different direction in our food yeah. industry, our production, right? GMOs, 100%. and there's a lot of that uh, that needs to be um, discussed because- you know, the volume of the distribution of food to the population and, 100%. and, and the cost of the food and all the, the the artificial preservatives in there are causing the last 40, 50 years of our country's health obesity, right? I mean, I mean that's a, that's a big, big uh, factor right now yeah. in, in the United States, especially for young children. Uh, that, when you asked what drives me, it's it's the children. Like, I look at my son's... I remember looking at his kindergarten class and I'm looking at them yeah. and I'm like, you know, the where the stats go, half of these kids, they, their health is going to be a mess, cancer, all these different things that we take for granted. When you look, when, it, when it's an adult and we look at them, we say, oh, you just got that. Like mm. you can catch this, like you can catch a cold, right? It is from every choice that each of us makes. And what I mean by a choice is you're right about the food, right? Mm. Like the food that is being fed to us but we are so busy that we don't slow down and say what's truly important here like let's let's say that no we're not we're demanding cleaner food you know we're demanding cleaner air we're demanding there's there's so many things but it has to start with us and that's why i'm a big proponent that 
if this is kind of true, what I'm saying here, mm-hmm. if we if we get silent enough, we'll be able to hear this truth. Truth is, I have to 100% agree. And in the last few weeks, I've been more mindful and aware of my surroundings. And not not that I wasn't before, but even more, I elevated my my frequency to what's around me and the food that I'm eating and the food that we have at the table. And I have to say, thank God for our health and our family. I have four children of my own. And uh, at the table, we um, we make our food you know, we prepare our food. Yeah. We, we hardly go out. We do if we do, but we have careful choices. And again, we are eating better because we know long term. And, you know, we're at the beginning of the year. Everyone joins the gym, Bert. Yeah. <laughs> what you're saying is, okay, so everyone's going to join the gym. But you said something interesting. We've got to find out the why. You know, Simon yeah. Sinek, what is your why? If anyone yeah. read the book out there, what is your why? We have to have clarity of purpose, why we do what we do. So can you speak about the the phenomenal? Well, people, at the beginning of the year, they have a New Year's resolution. I'm going to start fresh. It's 2019. I'm going to join the gym. I'm going to go to uh, uh, fitness. I'm going to go to Blink and so on and so forth. What can you say about that? And after how many days after they say, well, tomorrow, tomorrow, next week, next month? Well, you know, gyms are set up for that phenomenon of really it's a third, a third, a third, and a third, maybe like 33%. 33% don't ever, they'll join and don't ever go into the doors. 33% will go intermittently and 33% will go consistently. And that keeps their business model going. And, And there's nothing wrong with gyms, but most of the time I dissuade against it because it's a time kind of thing, right? Like, Okay, you got to drive to the gym, then you got to go to the gym, right. then you're t- you're talking in the gym and then you leave the gym. And this isn't putting down gyms, but they haven't worked, right? Like even my whole industry that I'm in, right. trillions of dollars, it has not made people healthier. People are getting unhealthier. So, you know, that there is where you said the why, right? All of them are tools. But if you don't know why you're using a tool, and then you're not going to use it. So, how can you find out your why? Right. And like, so what is the purpose? Well, when you write goals for yourself right. and you say, what do I truly want? It's a good activity. It's a good thing having New Year's resolutions. Right. But th- what you have to do at the same time is ask yourself, maybe when you write the goal, why is this? Why is this important? Like, what is this leading to? Why, why do I want this in my life? You know, and I think where it comes to the point is that some I teach everyone to meditate. Okay. To sit, I was going to go just, into that a little bit. Hey, tell us more about that because uh, yeah, I know I, I start doing it more frequently now at meditation. It could be 10 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, depending on your time. But tell us more about that, Bert, on your, uh, your experience. So, you know, there's certain self-care habits that everyone, they're pretty much universal. I'm not talking about diets or what people eat because that can change from place to place, you know, how much fat people eat or carbs, they say don't do that. There's really not a particular diet. (laughs) Um, But there is certain universal things, you know, which is one of them is to meditate. Now, why? It's not a spiritual thing. Meditation is, it just gets you to sit for a moment and sit with yourself, you know, to be with your own thoughts. You said in the very um, beginning about what Buddha said, Mm -hmm. I was, I was, my name, my business is named Be Fit. Right, I was going to name it Think Fit at first. That was my first rendition, and oh. somebody had told me to put B there for Bert, and then it was kind of an affirmation. 
cool. know, that you would do. I love <laughs> so, it. <laughs> but but I, I have to say that your mind and your thinking, where your thoughts go, so will you go. You know, and when you meditate, what you're doing is you're slowing down or witnessing or strengthening your awareness. You know, so you and with awareness, you can change anything in your life. And that would have to be your health too, right? Like, <laughs> so yeah. sitting down and being quiet for a little while before you run to the gym in the very first place, I think that a lot of people do that because they think that they should do that. That's the first thing. And it's nothing against gyms. That could be the perfect thing for one person, but it's not the answer for every single person. Well, so, Bert, I, I know that a lot of coaches um, implement that process when they have a client. So it, it seems like a, a new thing that's coming on board with before going to the gym or working out and doing yoga uh, of that nature there. Would you agree or disagree or indifferent on that? Uh, when you say implement what? To think before? Right. Doing meditation before they go out, actually go out and... and uh, uh, oh, sure. I mean, that, that to me just seems like pretty common sense, right? Like <laughs> it, it doesn't... Get, I think we're action-oriented. And people want to get into action, but having action without a proper plan and without having a deeper reason why you're doing something, I don't know where you're going to end up. It's it's like not having an address in your GPS. Oh, you know? I was just thinking about that because <laughs> you can go aimlessly, right? You're out there. You need to have a a destination, right, in yeah. place in order to go and navigate to get the location. Now, sometimes there are detours in life, right? There are detours in our a daily activities or weekly activities or monthly activities, but we can get back on track again. And I, I want to get to the point where, you know, people get depressed. Oh man, crap. You know, it's like, you know, I, a month I didn't go once yet to the gym. The psychology of that has ruined many, many people say, well, you know, I can't do that. And they look at the rock. They look at the, you know, the, uh, the Hollywood stars out there looking good at the global awards and whatnot, you know, and like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, and that whole industry is also creating this facade that creates depression to a lot of people, especially in the young adults, since you, you working with children also as well. And I'm seeing that also there's a, as I see, there's another tie into that too. The, the lack of health is causing a lot of depression, a lot of a negative self-talk in that level of, uh, you know, uh, uh, society that we have today? Yeah, of course. Like if you, you know, there's a quote and it says that if you don't have a mission for your life, you're going to work for someone who does. Uh, you work for some other goals. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, so if you don't know who you are deeply inside, you're going to look around and put somebody else up on a pedestal. And if you put, you know, it was Emerson that said, that, and I hope I get this right, that imitation is suicide, you know, um, and there's another part of that quote. But basically, if you follow somebody else, the problem is, how do you know where they're going, right? Like, no one follows the rock to see what aches and pains. I was a big guy myself, my joints ached, um, you know, and then I started thinking about this whole bodybuilding industry, which is what fitness, it sounds great. Like all of us want to be rock hard right. and we want to look great and everything else. The fact of the matter is no one follows somebody around to see, first of all, most people don't stay in shape all the time. Right. You know, it was, it was Jay-Z, the singer that said, you know, anyone can be a, um, a one hit sensation, try to do it for 20 years 20 consistently, years, yeah. you know, and, and what I hope to do with clients right. and people is to help them get to the point where they got they have their minds always focused on their health and not in an 
not in a uh, obsessive way, but just because it's important. Like a lot of people don't realize I have deep compassion for where we are as a society. I do not think people are lazy. I think they're ultra hardworking. Yeah. I think they have more things on them today than any time in history. People put our, our ancestors as or where we need to go in the past to look at how we've taken mm -hmm. care of our health, but do not put our ancestors on pedestals because they had no choice. It's another thing today to be around the foods and have the temptation and to have the entertainment that we have yeah. and still keep yourself focused in your heart mm -hmm. and on your life and caring about other people. That is what we're faced. And I know we can do it. <laughs> um, it takes, it takes some discipline and some work, but I think when we realize that following someone else and getting into all these things, like junky food is great, right? Until it makes you sick, then it's not so great anymore. <laughs> you know, so there's, there's truth in all of this. It just, I think the whole story has to be, and that's why I think we just need to get still for a while to let this soak in. Yeah. And I uh, just read uh, some, some article about Arnold Schwarzenegger and his dedication and his achievement and also some of his downfalls as well. But he mm. was dedicated to come to the United States as an Austrian, right? And uh, he he played in films and then he was a bodybuilder and youngest Mr. Universe, right? And he showed the world. And then during that time, it was a whole fad, people going to the gym and working out, uh, the wrestling industry, right? Bruno Sammartino and all the great uh, wrestlers, yeah. right? And uh, became a, he became a governor, uh, Schwarzenegger, right? And, uh, and so on and so forth. And now he's preaching, he's teaching, he's motivating, doing motivational speaking about being healthy, being fit. And, you know, you said earlier, it takes 20 years, 30 years continuing of doing what you do. And he's 70 years old now. And he looks, it looks pretty good. You know, it looks, it looks yeah. pretty good. But um, we need to have more of a clarity of purpose of of our youngsters. And I, I'm in, I'm in now focusing my attention to conduct workshops with the young adults. And uh, I feel that I have four children. I have a 16 year old now that's turning in 16 years old, and 15 year old, <laughs> um, a 12 year old, and a nine year old. So I, I know that uh, it's important that they have the right direction and that they're led with the principles and values, the X factors to success. That's why faith is on top of my, my pyramid because you have to have this, that principles and value, the spiritual balance of life, and then that ties into family and friends and, and then fitness. See, uh, and this is my platform and, and, and the fact that I've been truly understanding now as I become more mature, <laughs> and listening to you and, and really learning from you as well. And, and, you know, I've been on your website also. I, 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 I listened to your talks as well. And we met uh, um, a little time ago and, and about your work. And it's truly amazing uh, how people dedicated like yourself, Bert, can make a difference. And again, we have to believe in ourselves. And I think that what you're saying is also is that there has to be habits, we have to know. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I would say that there's no way to go about this without work. You know, like uh, there's a quote that says, you know, that most success is hidden under hard work. Um, but, but I, I have kind of changed that around a bit. Okay. To I remember when I was younger, I told you I got bad grades in school, and I went through this bout of cheating. Right. Like, so I tried to take uh -huh. you know, cheating, 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 I, cheating. Right. Right. So I'm, I'm writing the stuff down and then I just stopped it because it was harder to cheat than it was to just study for the damn test. You know, like, <laughs> so I was like, this doesn't work, you know, right. and that's what I think 
to with our health. It is, it is much easier to just sometimes say, I don't know, you know, but, but I know there's an answer to it. And that's what probably out at the heart of my work is that health is so easy for me to teach. Why? Because everything in nature goes towards health. You get a cut, you heal, mm-hmm. right? It is people treat diseases and then what they do is they arm themselves. We have to arm ourselves against cancer. We have to arm ourselves against osteoporosis. It isn't. These, you know, there's a quote that says that first, you know, we found the enemy. It is us, right? It is <laughs> yeah. us. Like, and, and as soon as we become aware about that and sit with it, we realize that all we have to do is stop pushing against things and lean into things that are truly important. We're supposed to be happy here. Yeah. Joy, joy is what we're supposed yeah. to have. And people spend their life after there's a book I was working on for the last couple of years and it's called what matters most. Mm. And I, at first I was going to say what matters most should not be under what matters least, right? Like wow. our priorities need to be in order. Like first we go a try to acquiring wealth and we give up our health only <laughs> to, to have to give back that wealth to get our health, health back. Yep, right. I've and heard and that the question, the question is what, why can't we do it both along the way? Like if you're taking care of yourself, what you don't realize is the power of that. I said about the energy and the ideas, but now you're being an example of, to your kids. You don't have to, people ask me, how do you teach your kids yeah, anything? Be a role model. Yeah. But do it, do, yep. find the thing that's really insecure about you. Find the thing that you're most insecure about. Go share it with somebody that could help you. Come alive with that. And now, you know, you, you're a powerful example. So Bert, you saying that, um, do you recommend individuals going out and finding a coach? Because I, I I truly believe in, in having a coach like I, anything else. I mean, even professional people, you know, Oprah and 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 all high power individuals have coaches. You know, even Tony yeah. Robbins has they have many coaches. They say, well, you know, AG, I can't afford that. But talk more about that uh, as far as the having a coach in your life. You know, and this can seem where I have. Um an interest in this, but no, I can I'm only not, say, I'm not leading, know, no, no, I'm not leading to that. I'm, just, I'm, I'm teasing. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. teasing, you know, cause this is, I'm a quite of a humble person and a very learned person. And I learned a lot through reading. Um, but I have to say it was about maybe eight years ago that I got my first coach, you know, and, and if we can call coach by different semantics, which is like mentor, mentor, okay, you know, that, yeah. that, that makes we, and the very when we have a mentor we have somebody who's walked a few steps ahead of us that can show us which way to go like a guide that's right. what coaching is I and agree. i used to i used to in the past not to want to sell my service because i don't want to come off that i'm selling something you know but then i realized what a disservice i was doing by being modest amen brother hum- amen humble humble is one thing humble means that there's people that walk before you and you're following in their footsteps modest is a killer of the human spirit. But I have to say about coaching, coaching can take you to the next level, to growth very, very quickly. Why? Because it's hard to look into your own fishbowl. Why? Because we need people to encourage us and to show us what they see in us and then to help us take the steps that we need to take. It can accelerate your learning. Like we all believe in going out and getting our masters and our bachelors. That makes sense to people. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make sense that we need help in the one area that no one gives us health, which is life, right? Right? Like 
like no one tells us in life how to live it. And we've got to kind of figure out our relationships and our health. And, and these are all learned things there's that no, we can learn. There's no this. manual out there to purchace, right? A hundred percent. And that's what happened to me. I went to a therapist and he helped me and I was there for about six months, showed me kind of my family history and everything else. And then I was like, now what? Mm. And he was kind of like, you know, <laughs> and that's when I went towards books and that's when I became the kind of now what kind of guy. Yeah. And look, I don't know it all. And that's why we need all of us, Anthony Robbins. We need all those people because yeah. some, I remember my first coach telling me, why does the world need you, Bert? And she said, because when they have Anthony Robbins, they have Jack Canfield. Yeah. And she said, because those people, some people can't even hear those people. They seem so light years ahead of them. Right. That too, all too of far us, reached out there, right? Can, exactly. Uh, all of us can take. That's why whoever hears this podcast that's going to work with me or you, G, mm. it'll be something that they feel in their heart. You know, it's the heart that guides us. Amen. Um, you know, and, and we just know uh, that person can help me and let, let me try that. But people are very bad on this. I think they're bad on investing in themselves. They'll go buy their cars. I see people with $100,000 oh. cars in McDonald's. They put crap in their body, but they drive, <laughs> uh, you know, a uh, uh, $100,000 car. Funny that you're like- saying that. I've been observing that lately. I was like, you know, even during <laughs> during the holidays, like during Christmas, like, you know, uh, these expensive stuff uh, and they're buying large ticket items and then they're just uh, feeding themselves with just not so good stuff. You know, yeah, uh, that's that's right. And and it isn't judgment. It's just I I'm, think we all need to hear it about how our priorities. I think when people play hard, you know, when they work hard, they want to play, play big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that yeah, tell you the truth, I even find the people that go after a lot of money. I always think there's a balance. And if you didn't acquire that money in a balanced kind of way, it will create imbalance, even if it's 80 years from now, Mm. you know, that, (laughs) so I had one person who came to me and he was an executive for a big pharmaceutical company. And he was so burnt out when I first saw him smoking, drinking. And he asked me, how long would this take? And I said, how long did it take you to get unhealthy? You know? <laughs> Great answer. <laughs> so, I like that. <laughs> you know? So, and he's done really, really well. But what I always look for in people is patience, um, you know, to realize that, you know, there's a quote from A Course in Miracles that says, infinite patience will bring immediate results. You know, your health takes time. Your mom and dad showed you your health. Their mom and dad showed them their health. You took on stress from people. You took on ideas from people. Be patient with yourself that this is is a journey, not a race. And that's why I am in total favor to really have five minutes of your time or 10 minutes, wherever you can invest. We have 24 hours in a day, seven days a week, which equals to 168 hours in a week. If you cannot invest... 10, 15 minutes a day, times it by seven, where is your time being, being? because it's a major uh, asset. And if you could meditate and listen to yourself, I'm telling you folks out there, and Bert, you're going to verify, it takes you to a much more clear path to your destination. And enjoy the journey. Yeah. You know, Jack had spoke about this, and I've heard other coaches say about the hour of power in the morning, yeah. you know, that you take hour take an hour of your day. And this has changed my life. This is why I'm up here talking to you right now is because I woke up in the morning and I would read 
And then I learned to meditate. I had always kind of found time to exercise, yeah. but if, if I didn't, then that would be the kind of piece too. Right. But that changes your life. Like if you don't give something, you don't receive. receive. And when you give that, when you give that time and if it, it's not an hour, then take 10 minutes, right. you know, like whatever it is that you can put in. But I look at it in this way. Gratitude is at the base of everything. When we are grateful, you, we are in our heart. The right? first and thing it, I do, Bert, is to be grateful. I get, I unwrap myself like a gift and I put my feet on the ground, and say, I am grateful for the opportunity to live another day. And I do yeah. this every morning. I teach my kids that too as well. Be thankful. Yeah. The attitude of gratitude, even the simple things that you're putting your feet on the ground that you're able to do that. And you're going to approach the day with, with, with vigor and, and zest and blissful enjoyment. Enjoy it, you know. And folks out there, if you listen to this, folks, I, I'm getting pumped up. I'm getting fired up listening to uh, to Bert, kind of <laughs> stimulating my mind as well. And I hope it's yours too as well, Bert. Bert, I, I don't want to interrupt you, but I, which I am right now because – I came to think about a book that I read a couple of years back by Robin Sharma, the monk that sold his Ferrari. Yeah, and he that was, was a, a good book. He was a high-powered lawyer, had multiple heart attacks, right? And the story is, he sold everything. He went spent a, uh, some time in uh, Nepal and 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 met with with the yogi, and came back and changed his life. And it's it's a real it's a real story about him. And yeah. uh, you just sparked that book into my mind as you're sharing, you know, your client that you had. Uh, and it's, it's amazing how, you know, again, reading, power, the power of reading, taking the hour power. You said 20 minutes, 20, 20, 20. 20 times three is 60 minutes. It's one hour a day. Um, yeah, and I wanted to share something with you, two things about that. Um, the first thing that I would say is that um, with – Doing the hour of power, I was I read the whole Bible not last last year. Mm -hmm. I read the whole Bible or the year before I read the whole Bible because I said, How can I say anything about this document until I really right. study it? Mm -hmm. You know, and there was uh, something in the Bible, and I use the Bible to reference because a lot of people are familiar with it, is that they in the Bible it says to tide ten percent of your income. And the reason to do that is not necessarily that God is going to damn you or anything like right, that. Correct. It is, it's, it's a lot of the Bible was practical with living, you know, that there's going to be someone down and out in the village. Mm -hmm. So we put, we put the feed in the till to be able to help the down and out. And we may be down and out in ourselves. Yeah. So if you take that 10% principle and you apply it to your life, to that 168 hours that we're speaking about, right? right? I was thinking about this. If we took 10% of our day, and just apply that to taking care of ourselves, right? Like, and, and so the gratitude in it is we are given these bodies. When people exercise and take care of themselves and take care of their health, they think, oh, I'm doing something great. You're really not doing something great. You are, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you know? Chris Rock had said this in his um, commentary one time, and I'll clean it up. Okay. But he, he was talking about inner city kids coming back into the neighborhood from jail. And then he was talking about how um, his a couple of his buddies would say, you know, he'd hear people say in his neighborhood, oh, I take care of my kids. And he's like, you're supposed to. You know, he says, what do you what do you want a cookie for doing some things you're supposed to be doing? You know, <laughs> he said, you're low expectation. You know, like, so this is the whole thing. It isn't that we are. It's a cultural behavior. Gotten, it's a behavior that we've uh, exactly instinctively right. put in place now. We have to un unwind that. It starts yeah. with our families. It starts with our communities. It starts with our 
our state in uh, in our country. That's right, Chi. And that's why this all links together. And I really decided to really push what I was doing more because I really believe we don't have the time to um, mess around with this as much. Like people are getting sicker, but so is our society. You know, like when I look at what's happening on a level of when we fight amongst ourselves, right, then we don't get anything done, right? And we don't have the... I I don't see us having the time to be fighting amongst ourselves anymore. We need to get this right as far as taking care of ourselves. Why? Because it doesn't mean that, you know, you have to take care of yourself. But when we have this much information, when we have people that are examples and we can't share it with our kids and tell them, guys, look, you're going to be faced with all this stuff. We eat healthy first. We Mm -hmm. fill you up. We nurture you first. Right. And then they get a disease or a disorder later on. And even if we're not on this earth to be part of it, we somehow had a part in that process. And why can't we go the other way? What, what if we what if we got our health together and we got our minds and our hearts together? What could we what couldn't we do as a planet? What couldn't wow. we do as a society? Right. You know, Bert, I am loving this. I could go on forever for hours here on this uh, show. So I know that you have limited time. I don't want to keep you up any longer here, but uh, uh, some great uh, golden nuggets here to uh, apply in uh, health and fitness, uh, Bert. So we we'll, we'll greatly appreciate your insight and your story and your own journey on this. And those folks who are listening right now, folks, um, you know, we have to really uh, take a time and to stop, think, and reflect and meditate on uh What's our purpose? So, Bert, I'm going to ask you a few more questions before we wrap up this uh, this uh, this podcast show together, if you don't mind. Uh, first of all, again, I want to thank you so much. You've been uh, a great uh, guest in my first 2019 podcast, <laughs> Bert. So you're setting the well, bar it's been high. A lot of fun, <laughs> Bert. You're setting the bar very high up there now, Bert. You know, <laughs> so Bert, I know that we talked about books and influential books. If you um, uh, if you would recommend top three books to the audience. Uh, I know you said you have a lot. What would be the top three books that you recommend? If not top three, maybe top two or one, then maybe they can be influential and read the uh, next uh, uh, 30 days. They could go to a Barnes & Noble or download or whatever. What would you recommend? So, um, and a lot of people want to know about their fitness. And, yeah. you know, a lot of books that I have shared is on spirituality. Okay. Um, you know, I think like some of the best books that I had that affected me uh, made easy by Alan Cohen. I've done a course in miracles. That would be a good book for your spiritual. Yeah, If you don't mind, I know you cut out a little bit. Uh, can you repeat that again, please? Sure. It's um, there was a book that I just read previously this year called a course in miracles made easy. Okay. Um, by Alan Cohen. It's a really great book. Um, it is based on the work of A Course in Miracles, if you've never heard of it before. Um, but A Course in Miracles is a is a great course, but that is that will kind of simplify it. Okay. And it's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful book. Uh, like I said, A Return to Love yep. by Marianne Wilmingson. Got that. You know, that one. Um, and and you- my third book, I would have to say, is um, if you're looking for a fitness book, uh, there's a book by Paul Check who is one of my mentors and my teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to think about the uh, the book. Oh, it's How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy. How to Eat, Move, move and, and be, healthy. be Healthy. All right. You heard that, folks? Uh, 
I'll put yeah. all these uh, in the show notes, folks. So don't uh, if you're driving, don't stop. All right. <laughs> 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 well, what a caution there. So um, yeah, beautiful. Thank you very much for those three recommendations. So I'm going to transition to the question that I ask all my guests, and this might take a little while, but um, if you were conducting this interview, what one question would you ask yourself? I know it's a it's a it's a doozy, it's a big big doozy question there. So you're asking, um, what would I have you ask me Correct. if you were if I was I was conducting the interview? Right. Um, What's an area that you would uh, focus on? I think maybe I would ask, uh, you know, what should people do or where should they begin? What should you know, do so, and begin? Okay. Or where, where should be good? You know, because I think we talked a lot about what they shouldn't do. Um, and I know we said meditate, you know, would be a good thing. Um, but I think what people should do at this particular juncture in the beginning of the year yeah. uh, with their health is to just ask themselves, where are they with their health and where do they want to be? That would be the general direction, you know. And if they can't think of where they would want to be, look around at people who they think has good health around them and maybe look at them as their role models. Sometimes your role model is your wife or your husband, mm. you know, like uh, usually you're married to the person who has your other half, you know, <laughs> and, and, and you, and you would do well by listening to that person. You know? yes, um, so, so where do I want to end up? And, you know, and the next thing is I would have them write some goals for themselves and then ask, themselves you know how could taking care of myself help me with these goals okay like how is taking care of myself in any kind of way related to these goals because if if your goal is worthwhile taking care of yourself will be linked into it and i think if you can see a link with what you love and your values and how health is related to it you will run to take care of yourself I love that. Love, values, you know. and health. Yeah, love, that's right. Values yeah. and health. I hear. Yeah, big, I see. A, I hear a theme here. You know. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, because if you can't find love in in what we're doing, then then you you got to dig deeper. You know, because love is at the bottom of everything. Like, why is you taking care of yourself going to make things better in your life? Mm. If you can't find that link. It doesn't matter what you do. There's a million different things you can do. And when I told you that I teach pretty simple things, you know, hydrate yourself, drink water, get your rest, you know, eat, eat healthier. Now, that doesn't mean a lot of times the reason why people are eating unhealthy is because they're not nourished. We need to be nourished. If you can't fill yourself up with food that's really nourishing you, no amount of junk food will ever fill you, mm. you know. And right. the last piece is your stress level. You know, if you're stressed, we will usually go towards things that make us feel better. And food is an easy way to make us feel better. And, yeah. you know, it doesn't help to have those things in the uh, pantry. That, yeah, 100%. It's, it's 10, 11 o'clock at night. You say, Let me well, <laughs> that's right. If, I mean, if your environment, there's, there's, I learned in coaching that the environment always wins, no matter who you are. A lot of people do this a lot when they come to see me. They want to, 
they want to change themselves, but they want to do it in a hard way. I'm trying to get you to create the most loving environment that you can. So you're hundred percent right. Yeah. Don't keep, don't keep stuff around you that are just going to tempt you or hurt you. It doesn't mean that you're greater because you keep that stuff in the house and are able to say no to it. It will win in the end. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Bert, I love the, uh, I love, I love the feedback and your insight. So Bert, thank you very much. I'm going to give you one more question before we wrap up and then tell us where you can find you. Bert, this question here, Resonated with me also when it was asked me years ago by uh, in the business that I, uh, that I'm in. What legacy or imprint to the world will you leave behind? And let's say it's about a hundred years from now. You've written a book, you've written articles, you coached thousands and thousands of clients, and you spoke at many different platforms. What legacy or imprint would you leave behind? And say it's a Bert, and your name is out there. Yeah. You know, um, there was, uh, and this story I'll tell you what legacy I hope to leave behind. Um, I remember listening to a speaker like 18 years ago, and he was telling a story about a lady that was so loving. And she was such a loving grandmother at the time, and he wanted to know why she became so loving. Mm. You know, and she said, uh, she said, when I grew up, my parents taught me to be loving. And they had up on the wall, one life soon to pass, only what's done with love will last. That's powerful. Yeah. And so you asked me about my legacy. Um, My legacy, I hope, less anything I've written is more how I've made people feel, um, how I've encouraged them, that I've taught them that love and I express that love in my own life Mm. and that that carries on. There's a story in the Bible called the book of Ruth that speaks of this. And um, what it happens is Ruth is a lady who follows her mother-in-law and she follows her everywhere. She just basically does the right thing. And um, then she goes on to meet, you know, she has tragedy in her life. Her husband dies. She goes on to marry this person in Naomi's village and they go about it the right way, right? <laughs> and and then when they go about it the right way, they just made small decisions with love. They just, you know, uh, decisions are always in front of us. Mm-hmm. And if we listen and we listen to them for the heart, but what's very interesting, and I didn't realize this till after I read it, and believe me, I'm no, uh, no uh, professional on the Bible, but at the end, you'll see from those two people coming together with great love, right. you'll see all the ancestors and then you'll see Solomon and David. Yeah, and eventually whole- my client told me, Jesus. And, and that is what I hope to live on. Just one person living from their heart, trying to love, trying to um, care in this world, yeah. trying to share, trying to not deceive people. Mm. Right. Yeah. And I know that we uh, both uh, have, by interesting coincidence, we spoke about it uh, when we had a conversation offline, that we went to a, a, a talk, a seminar weekend uh, in New York City uh, back in 2013, and we both listened to Dr. Wayne Dyer and his motto and his shirt and his hat, love, yeah. period. That's right. It's amazing. It goes down. Now, again, you don't have to be religious. And again, you you, uh, obviously are spiritual and reading the Bible. And anyone out there in all denominations, it comes down to love. 
That's it's it's riddled. That's why even when people talk about spirituality and different things, that's at the essence of everything. That's why I don't know how you can have one faith. I've studied so many and that the essence, that's what's weaved in. I mean, love holds the universe together yeah. and it's not what not what people think, huggy, kissy, nice. <laughs> it's it's everything. It's the glue. It's it's your you know, it is it is your heart. And that's, that's why I said success to me is finding that and living from that uh, place. What, what a beautiful turnaround right now. Back to the first question. Bert. <laughs> so Bert, um, I want to thank you deep down in my heart and uh, hope that the uh, audience out there listening to this, wherever you are listening to this from one continent to another continent, I hope this was uh, enlightened. I hope this was uh, fulfilling and uh, you found love, you found values and health. That's the theme we got here today. I feel like that, that's uh, that's the foundation we got here. Part of the X factors to success, Bert. Uh, you brought it into uh, the life. So uh, where, can, uh, where can folks find you? Can you tell us, uh, where, where, where can we find you? Sure. Um, I'll just give you a quick. So they can find me uh, through my website, which is www.befitlifecoaching.com. Okay. Um, my information is on there. You can reach me. Uh, Facebook, I do now a weekly Facebook Live. Oh, I love um, that, by the way. I enjoy that. <laughs> Keep it going, brother. Much. Keep it going. Thank you. Uh, so that you can just uh, find me on Facebook. It's BeFit, LLC. Okay. Um, and, you know, just like the page and then you'll get something uh, there too. I also do, um, instead of, I've really tried to revamp my business model so people don't just have to work with me on a one-on-one -on -one basis, but I do uh, these two-hour intensives for people. Okay. So if somebody wants to know, hey, can you give me, um, help me with my health, then I give them a whole plan with their health or I'm going through this life problem, you know, and I... I you know, I, I want to dip my toe with coaching, but I don't know. So right. I created those two things, and then Beautiful. I just put that out there to, you know, so people have an opportunity for that, too. Beautiful. Great. Thank you. And, folks, I'll put this all in the show notes so you're able to uh, go ahead and link in there. So if you're listening on iTunes, you listen to Podbean, Spotify, or ever, any platform you are, you'll have the notes in there. So email Bert, uh, reach out to him. And, uh, folks, I ask you to share this interview. Share this podcast, uh, your family and friends. Again, it's appropriate uh, time of the year, January, and uh, maybe they can be inspired by Bert's insights. You could uh, again uh, reach out to him, and maybe he, you know, I'm sure he'll reach out to you. And Bert, do you have any any books in mind that you that you are working on, or any articles well, that you work? You on? know, you know, I started a book, and I was just writing all this information. It's a hard thing to write a book, like because <laughs> okay. to get focused. Um, but, you know, it, just stay tuned because I'm sure there, this is, you know, one goal I'm working on this year is to expand my business, but do it in a very fun, easy way. Right. You know, so the book will write itself. But um, like I said, the book is called What Matters Most um, over What Matters Least. You know, wow. that I love it. You know, so. So I know that we have um, that practice where you have a date. A time so you have it into your goal right so you'll be specific yeah. smart right s-m-a-r-t correct yeah, i too yeah. also i've made a commitment that this year i haven't set the date yet but the uh, uh synchronize your x factors to your success book is work in progress myself oh, too as well and, fantastic okay. and i'd like to also share with you uh, i'm committing to this because one of my goals for 2019 i'm working on putting together X Factors to Success Leadership Forum, where we're bringing people 
like yourself, I'm, I will extend an invitation now and <laughs> make that commitment because I know it's hard. And I, I have also my other uh, a mastermind partners that will join me in the, here in New York. So I'm working on particulars and I'll have also uh, my business partner, my wife, Vita, who will be working on uh, putting together a venue. We have a full day of speakers, influences in the X factors to success. And Bertha, I'm extending the invitation to you. I'm sure that uh, uh, you'll find some time. I'm pushing you right now. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, no, I would love to. Just just let me know when that right. is, you know. So, folks, fantastic. thank you very much. And you've been listening to the X Factors to Success. And we're going to give uh, one more chance to leave any last comment to the audience, Bert, that you want to leave before we say so long until next time. Uh, I would just say that, you know, to trust yourself and take good care of yourself and no matter where you are um realize that you're an example to others how your example to your kids your friends and you coming alive and taking care of yourself you're just going to have more energy to extend that example to others and we truly all of us are needed here and i know that that can sound kind of easy but no one g-mans it <laughs> ever again and no one birds it ever right, again and no right. one will be you and i think we really need to let that sink into our heart and meditate on that you know beautiful. and um best of luck to beautiful. everyone beautiful bird thank you so much i give you a virtual hug from here uh, to you and to your family and to all the work that you do and to all the clients that you uh uh, working with, I hope them uh, that they, they they continue having breakthroughs to uh, achieve their goals and their journeys and love, health, and, and value there. And uh, once again, thank you for being on the X Factors to Success. So, folks, uh, please once again share this podcast, uh, rate, review, and uh, please uh, just email me also if you have any questions. Email Bert. You know where to find them on the show notes also as well. I hope to have Bert one more time maybe this year at the end of the year. Maybe uh, if you. Uh, commit to that and it will be a good full 12 month circle right see where we are where we're going and uh folks as always my gratitude to have you listen to the show to by sharing the show and having me produce the show because it is one year anniversary for me to be producing the show and again this came through me by many different trials and tribulations but folks i want to thank you Happy New Year, a healthy new year, especially. And uh, don't forget, live with purpose, passion, and make a difference.